Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, host of the Always Relevant Podcast, and this is episode 25, so we made it to a nice round number so far. We're still here, we're still going strong. We have Dane DeMeo on today, uh, talking about a few things, talking about whether or not Tom Brady still has it to play the NFL, discussing different shots that we've liked and we've liked to take over the years, um, looking to see where our next future board meeting is going to go for me, Dane, Lee, and DJ, as far as what town we're going to meet up in, because we haven't been in the same town to hang out for almost 10 years, so we're due to get back together. Um, the top five most exciting players that Dane and I enjoyed watching growing up until now, and then always the rapid fire segment, so... You know, we're looking forward to hanging out, having good times. We're glad you're listening. We enjoy it. Uh, we hope you have fun, have a good time, and we hope you enjoy the show. So, uh, talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is Terrell Cummings, and this is episode 25 of the podcast. And we have Dane DeMeo on today. What's up, Dane? What's going on? Nothing much, man. What's going on? Nothing. Just hanging out, trying to not be sick, and just chilling out, trying to get started with this podcast while everybody else is sleeping. So there may be a point in time where we have to shut down the podcast so I can uh, get the baby up to where she needs to be with with Elena, but everybody's kind of napping right now. So I figure I might as well get a get a head start on things and get things started. So if we had to cut out and we cut back in, everybody, that's why. So, <laughs> gotta do what we gotta do, right? Gotta do what we gotta do, man. Gotta do what we gotta do. So, hopefully, everybody can bear with me. I've been sick this week. I've had some kind of, I don't know, sinus infection or some kind of virus or whatever. So, I've basically just been congested all week. It's pretty much stayed in my head. I've kept it out of my chest. Uh, but I had like a 102 degree fever earlier this week. So, that was fun. And I'm still not feeling 100%. But it's all right. We're still going to keep it moving. So, Dane, I'm going to start it off. How are you? And how are you really? I'm doing pretty good, actually. You know, yesterday we had about 70 degrees out here in eastern PA, which is crazy for this time of year. So I had to, you know, with everything being closed, I got myself a couple beers, got a cigar, a little music, nice. hang out on the patio. Good day. Good day. <laughs> I like those type of days. That's how am I really, you know, obviously, you know, I can't do nothing. You know, I like to go, go do things, but like all of us, you know, we're just getting by. But I will say I am good on this because, you know, I'm quite the shoe connoisseur. You know what I right, mean? Right, And right now, all them sites, Nike, Adidas, Puma, man, they got some good sales, 30% off. Got me a new pair of James Harden Volume 4s for $70. That's not right? bad. That's can't not bad. Eat. Yeah. yeah, I got one every year to come out. Uh, got myself a pair of Adidas Stan Smiths for like 80 bucks. We're normally like 120, 130. Some Mickey Mouse editions for my trips. <laughs> and, yeah. So right now, if you got some extra cash out there, you can go out there and get some pretty good deals right now. It's a good time to shop if you got it. That's true. I haven't done it yet, but I'm looking at some different items, but I'm probably looking at Looking at like I could talk to you about looking at like a, a Samsung Galaxy watch. Uh, thinking about that, trying to get that to pair with my phone. Um, obviously, for me, I love hats, so it's hat season for me. So, a lot of time to start shopping for some and try to decide what teams I'm going to get. Obviously, I'll get a Reds one because I always get a Reds one 
and they usually get two or three other hats. Uh, usually Detroit Tigers hat is a staple. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I'm not sure. We'll see if one catches my eye or there's a good color that's out there that I like. So, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, me, me and my hats. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, you got to take advantage of the good things going on right now. I know there isn't a whole lot, but if I can get discounted shoes, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, I should probably get some. Actually, I need to get some. Uh, obviously, I'll get some some sneakers, but I probably need to get some some dress shoes too. It's been a while since I bought some of those some black ones and some brown ones. So I know there's some that Landon didn't want me to get. I've stalled out getting, but now might be the time. Now might be the time during this time of this time of year of unexpectedness. So, oh yeah, I got a new pair of black Johnson and Murphys from the men's warehouse a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, nice one. I don't like to go too crazy with my dress shoes because I burn through them quick. Right. But, you know, they're a good pair. Got a good deal on them. I'm telling you right now, there's some good deals out there. Even got myself a pair of low Air Force Ones, all white. Everybody should have that in their, in their closet. That's a state. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I, I'm going to try to look those up too myself. So, that's a good call on that. So, I mean, that that's what's up. That's what's up. I know uh, last week we were on the podcast, we talked about a lot of different things. We thought we had some technical difficulties which with our our recording interaction back to each other. So hopefully we'll, we'll keep it a little shorter. Hopefully we'll keep the technical difficulties to a minimum. That's just dealing with the, the app that we're using for the podcast. So hopefully they get a little bit better as they keep going. It is a newer company doing the app. So they're doing that. And hopefully we'll just get moving a little bit faster and get it done in less than two hours this time around. So, but we had a lot to say and hopefully we kept it interesting. So, you know, that's all good. Um, I know we haven't really had sports or anything too much like that, but I did want to say, go back to the throwback to my sports weekend. I want to give a shout out to Obi Toppin uh, for the University of Dayton for getting National Player of the Year and Anthony Grant getting National Coach of the Year, who's the head coach for the University of Dayton Flyers. So, you know, good for them, good for Dayton. It's a shame that they couldn't have, you know, tried to prove it in the tournament and you know, done big things. I think this would have been the year for them. But that's how it goes down. You know, they understand. Everyone else understands. You know, obviously we have bigger things going on right now. So, which we're not going to get into. No one wants to hear about that. They, I'm sure you'd rather hear about uh, what we're looking to talk about. So, um, some of those things, well, I guess we'll, I don't know if we'll go over it. I'll just go ahead and start and get into it, man. So, Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't know. The question is, does he still have it? You know, I know that um, that Bruce Arians says he does. And he's still throwing a nice deep ball, which is going to have to with Mike Evans. And and I forget the other receiver that's out there off the top of my head, but, you know, they can go get it. So if you can put it out there, you know, he's, he's what, 42? Can he return 43? So, yeah, yeah, he might be 43 when the season starts. I'm not sure. Returns 43 during the season, something like that. Right, right. So, I mean – they said he threw what the most deep. Was I think saw that he threw the most deep balls or touchdowns of over twenty yards last year. I don't know if it was the most of his career or it was most of the NFL. I can't remember. It was like nine or ten. Like it was a few. You know he doesn't have any yeah, strong figures offense, out there. Yeah, their offense was pretty anemic last year. They couldn't score when they needed to. 
they got kind of physically dominated by Tennessee in that first round playoff game. I don't think too many people were shocked by that. You actually, I remember you actually picked Tennessee to win that game. Yep. Uh, I don't know how much that's his fault. I mean, the receiving core, I mean, what's his best receiver was Edelman, a slot, an old slot receiver, you know? So, right. I, you know, he's got guys in Tampa that can go make plays for him. You know, when you throw that ball in the air, those are the type of guys they have that can come down with it. Right. So, uh, he just won a Super Bowl two years ago. And I know when you get to that age, you can hit the wall. You know, it could drop off fast. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just over one day. And that's still a possibility. But I haven't really seen anything yet. I mean, I, I blame a lot of the offense last year, a lot of the players around him. Uh I mean, the guy just won a Super Bowl, so uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's see what happens with these weapons. He's got good coaching, uh, you know. I, and I think Belichick wanted to move on. Belichick's an egomaniac. He wants to prove he can do it. So let's right. see what happens. Yeah, I, he, I had feeling he wanted to move off for him a couple of years ago. So. so, yeah, he obviously thought Garoppolo was the guy, and that's what I think was causing that big stink. I think Belichick was getting tired of maybe Brady, you know, getting too much power in the organization, having his trainer around and all that well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the TB, uh, the TB12, you know, they were they were growing and they had a following and players were – they were preferring to go train with TB12 versus, you know, following the Patriot way and, um, you know, doing everything in the team facility. And then they went to the TB12 and, tra- and TB12 and train. So it was definitely bringing a rift to the team. And like when veterans like Gronk and Edelman go and train with TB12, I mean the young guys are going to want to do the same thing as far as doing that. So you know, it's well, there were also rumors Brady was maybe, you know, if you didn't follow his way, you weren't one of the boys too. So there was some of that going on. Well, yeah, Uh, it just was a bad situation, you know. Yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. So I don't know, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do at Tampa Bay because. You know, Jameis Winston led the league in passing last year. He also led the league in interceptions. But he threw for like over 5,000 yards and had, I think, th- over 30 touchdowns, you know, passing. So, I mean, their offense could go. It's just he always made mistakes. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. And could Brady be the difference? I mean, he's already filed a patent for, uh, was it like TB, what, TB12 times TB or something like that? For Bay and yeah, Tom he's and- trying to. Yeah, he's trying to take his training service to the masses. Right. Uh, that might have been a, that might have been a sore point with Belichick too. I mean, it was just time for everybody to move on. You know, sometimes you know, all good things got to come to an end. That's what they say, right? So. Right. Right. Well, it's just crazy because like the the Patriots don't like give people big contracts. I even Brady. Brady was always taking a pay cut and restructuring his deal so they could bring more people in to the organization. So, like I said, it would be yeah. And- and I, I was just going to say, Tampa did lose a key piece of that offense. Uh, Perryman, who was with the Browns and who helped Baker have that big rookie season that wanted out of Cleveland after they signed Beckham, which, you know, we probably would have been fine with Perryman as good as he is. Right. Went down, had the one-year deal with Tampa and tore it up with Jamison as his quarterback. And I've seen this week he signed an $8 million one-year deal with the Jets. Okay. So Brady isn't going to have all the weapons that uh, Jamison had. And I'll tell you what, you're a receiver. Playing for a guy like Jamison's a receiver's dream because you know he's going to chuck that ball up there and let you oh, try yeah. to make a pull. Yeah, when in doubt, he's going he's to give you a chance. 
and being a receiver, former receiver, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> I, remember my, I remember my quarterback told me back in the day, hey, if a play breaks down or whatever, he's like, don't just think you're going to throw it out of bounds or whatever. If anything, I'm going to throw it up and I'm going to give you a chance. He always said it to all of us. So we knew that we're still going to work way open. Even if the play didn't go as planned and when in doubt, keep running the route or do something because he's going to try to get you the ball or he's going to give you an opportunity to go catch it. So, you know, if quarterbacks yeah, you want to put it out there, you know, you got to try to make him look good. Yeah, you <laughs> never heard people in Tampa complain about not getting the ball, that's no, for sure. No, not at all. Not at all. They, they chuck it around. Plus, they're usually losing. So, you know, they, they definitely had to throw the ball to get back in the game. So, yeah, as I mentioned, I, I think that Brady can still do all right. I just wonder when he's going to fall off the cliff. You know what I mean? Every most more players fall yeah. off the cliff. It just matters when it happens. It, just because the NFL, I mean, it's a long season, and you know, it's, I can't picture being you know staying upright the whole time. You know, I think him and Bruce Arians is going to be good. I like Bruce Arians. You know, he has no nonsense to his attitude, and he's always kind of been a quarterback whisperer. So, yeah, um, I honestly think this is going to work. Uh, one of the cool things I thought you read the story about the only. You know, Brady didn't come in with all the demands like a LeBron or something like that where I got to have this, my boy's got to be working here and all that stuff. Right. Supposedly the only thing he asked for was his teammates' phone numbers was his only requirement. So looks like he's got – you know, and he will have input in the offense, but I think uh, I think this is going to work. I'm, I'm projecting good things in Tampa. <laughs> and you, know, people, you know people say when they hear that, and you hear Copeland in the background, and people are saying, that, oh, that's a sign of a leader. I thought, oh, he asked for phone numbers of his teammates – that's a sign of the league. You know, there's people who are going to be saying that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good move. You know, he didn't come in making all these demands and everything like a guy with six Super Bowls that's been there nine times could do. Right. Uh, you know, I, I honestly think the warm weather in Tampa is going to help him being an older quarterback. Uh, you know, yeah. I think that'll help him. I, there's not as much wind down there because, uh, you know, someone has lived in Boston. It's windy. It's hard to play in Foxborough. Right. I think the warm weather down there in Florida and stuff like that's going to help him out. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think it's going to be a good thing. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but especially with the weather, um, you know, that the second half of the season, you know, you might see his stats get better. You know, instead of kind of you know, tailing off or anything like that because the weather's getting worse. But, you know, you never know what happens that Florida weather. Hurricanes will always hit whatever. And, uh, you know, you have to see what happens. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. But I will say this if Belichick wins another Super Bowl, just put his name across the Hall of Fame. Bill I, Belichick's Hall of Fame because <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, he's all right. So, as a head coach, he's been to what, nine as a head coach? And then nine. How many is an assistant? Because he won when he was with part when he was with Parcells, right? Was there two of yeah, Parcells or just one? Oh, uh, I think it was two, right? I think it was. I two. think oh, uh, one, one, right? No, they beat the Bills and they they beat someone earlier. They beat someone earlier. Yeah, I forget who. Yeah, but yeah, well, he should get in the Hall of Fame for just taking the Browns to the playoffs in 1995. That was enough right there, right? Well, yeah, there was that. Well, he was. He was the head coach when they went to the AFC Championship, wasn't he? When they should have gone no. to the Super Bowl? Or was that someone else? No. no, that was Marty Schottenheimer, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. See, that's why I'm not a diehard Browns fan. I don't know stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's probably considered, considered 
the greatest coach of all time. You know, it's hard to argue that. You know, in the modern era of football, it's hard to argue that. You know, I just had the George Houses back in the day. You know, the Bears that won the championships, and then you know the Packers that won the championships back in the day, Vince Lombardi and all them. But you know, modern modern day football, going to nine Super Bowls and winning six of them. I mean, hey, you win at sixty six percent. That's not bad at all. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you what, Boston really is title town. I'm so glad Tom Brady's gone. You know, we obviously don't like Boston. They win everything. The Celtics win titles. The Bruins win titles. The thing is, Patriots hey, win titles. The Red Sox win titles. Well, they, I have no sympathy for these people whatsoever. They, they went through a stretch where they weren't winning anything. Like obviously the Celtics were winning, but like the Bruins and the Red Sox, like they weren't winning anything. They went at a stretch where the Celtics didn't win anything. And the Patriots never won till Belichick. <laughs> I just excuse me, you know. Just seems like they've had an unprecedented level of success for a sports town period for how good everybody's been. I mean, the Bruins were just in the cup, you know, the, you know, what else? Uh, Celtics won, you know, a couple times with the Garnet, uh, won one time with the Pierce Garnett, uh, Ray Allen team, right before the that, Sox, it was 80s. So the Red Sox have won three World Series since 2007. Uh, and the Patriots won six Super Bowls since 2000. So, you know, I have no sympathy for it. Cleveland's had one title, Cavs, 2016, since 1964. So I have no sympathy for these people. <laughs> well, so, I mean, Boston didn't win a World Series before, the, like, 2007. It was like, what was it, 19 – was it 1920-something? It wasn't before that. It was, 19, it was when Babe Ruth was there, right? It was the first. So it was like, what, 19 – Yeah, Babe Ruth. 1920, something like that. Yeah. So, than that, I wasn't saying I was oh nine, but I'm trying to not get them confused with the Cubs. Yeah, Cubs, I think was 08, right? I think so. Uh, and Boston might have been like 1912, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was that was the Bambinos last year. That's how long it had been. Right. So wait, oh, wait. So, uh, three three World Series since 2004. It was Francona was the manager. The Red Sox won in 04 and 07. Right. Yeah. That's yep. what it was. And the 07 one hurts because Cleveland was up on Boston 3-0 in the ALCS, and I don't know how they blew that, but it happened. Cleveland sports. <laughs> well, at least they're in the conversation. But the Reds have not been in the conversation at all. And, well, no since the 18 really has been. So, yeah, uh, 1990 was the last glory year. They won the World Series and went to the Super Bowl, and ain't nothing much happened since. Right, right. Now, yeah, they should have gone there a little bit after that. Like probably sometime in when when late two thousands when like Brandon Phillips and all of them were there, um, they could have gone to the World Series. I think they're up two zero on on the Giants, and they squandered that. The Giants didn't win the World Series that year, so that's that's just tough. You know what I mean? The one year I thought they might do something is the year Cueto threw five pitches and was done. First game of the playoffs. I forget who they were playing, but I knew that was over right then. Yep. Cueto's actually, not to get off topic, he's starting for somebody this year. Is it the Giants or who's he starting for? He's an opening day starter. I don't even know. But, yeah, he's – he's. I mean, the Reds had him at a premium for years, you know. So, it was good for him to go and get his money somewhere, you know. You know, I thought the Reds should have signed him and not Homer Bailey. I've never understood the fascination with Homer Bailey. Yeah, he could throw nine. It just shows, but he he all he had was a curveball, and 
He has to two no hitters. I'll give him that, but he's not consistent at all. That's being number one. It just shows. Yeah, it just shows what happens when a smaller market team makes a major mistake like that. They just can't recover. Right. That's why it's so much harder for teams like the Reds and Indians to compete with the Red Sox and Yankees. Because if the Red Sox Yankees make that mistake, they don't care. They just pay the guy to go away. And you know, I mean, they'll pay him to sit at home and go get somebody good. Right. Uh I'll never forget too, like when I I was at Homer Bailey's first start, it was against the Indians. And you'd have thought he was the second coming of Jesus Christ, man. The people were so happy, they're excited, they thought he was gonna <laughs> save the Reds. It was crazy. The God Homer t-shirts were everywhere on the sidewalk. Yeah, it was terrible. And then the Red, and then it was a crazy game because he won, and the Reds came back late and won that game, and the place exploded. You thought they won the World Series. It was insane. <laughs> uh, welcome to Cincinnati Baseball on opening day. That's how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was uh, that was a fun game to be at. So, yeah. But you know what? We have to talk about the Reds sometimes because I think their owner is getting off when he bought the team. He's one of George Bush's buddies. He's super rich. He said he was going to spend whatever it took to get a title. He's not doing that. We need to talk about that here on one of these podcasts coming up. You know what? I'm not mad about how the Reds are looking this year, about their about their roster. I'm really not. I think they can compete. They could have competed last year. They got off to such a horrible start. They couldn't come back from it. But if you look, I mean, they were leading the league in – or they only had, like, one other team that scored more runs than them. Or, they, or it was some kind of sound like that. But, yeah, we'll talk about that another time because they're better than what their record gave off for sure. So, well, Bill Parcells always says, you are what you are. I'll end with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and agree with that. I'll go ahead and agree with that. All right. We're going to go on the next topic because we're talking about Tom Brady and football. This is how we hit up on the Reds. I'm gonna go ahead and discuss Dane. What's your what's different shots that we like to take? We're out and about, hanging out, having good times. What are staples? All right. Yeah, we're gonna kind of continue our quarantine series where we miss going out. We can't do nothing fun. So we're trying to help out what we're, what everyone should do when they get back out there. Right. You know, and uh reminisce a little bit about the good old times. So you know, we're talking about shots today, and uh, this isn't necessarily our favorites now, but these have all been favorites at one time in our career. So I'm going to start with a couple honorable mentions, the kamikaze and the oyster shooter. The oyster uh, shooter. Uh, I like the that one. Shooter with hot sauce and with, a, with goose or belvedere. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. One I don't drink any longer, and I don't believe you will either. This was the one where you really wanted to go out and have a good time. This is pregame shot. You don't do this late because it could be ugly. Get yourself the mindy racer. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. It's definitely yeah. A, that's it's definitely a starter well, drink. Do not finish your night on a mindy racer. It will not end well. <laughs> mind eraser is great because that's what I call the zero to sixty drink. Time to get on. <laughs> time to get going yeah yeah uh, sure. uh this one i don't do any longer but uh i've spent my fair share like everybody our age the jaeger bomb was a staple for a long time yeah uh yeah i think everybody around our age what was that the jaeger bomb craze was the early 2000s 
right? Yeah, I think so. And it was pretty much any kind of bomb. So Jaeger bomb, cherry bombs, grape bombs, holy bombs, whatever it was. That's if it was a bomb, you were you were taking it. So originally, though, it was just Jaeger, from what I understand. Like, yeah, nobody was taking bombs or anything else when it first came out. It was Red Bull and Jaeger. Let's yep. do a Jaeger bomb. Yep. There wasn't all this other craziness yet. No, I, I agree, hundred percent. Then uh, I've always liked the lemon drop because it's just basically vodka with a little sugar. Right. Uh, then I got uh, the Soco lime. I think we've done our fair share of those. Yeah. I don't know why I like it. It's gross, but I did yeah. a lot of them. Me too. But hey, it's got to be chilled. It's got to be chilled. Okay? It's got to be chilled. That is yes. key. Do not have that shot warm because you, you, it may come back up. <laughs> yes. So it's- this is episode 25. And if you've learned anything out of the 25 episodes the real event's been on, please understand this. The Soko Lime shot must be chilled. If you learn anything, <laughs> it is if you are out and you've had about five or six of them already and a couple beers and they slip you the seventh one and it's warm, you're not going to like what happens. It's not good. <laughs> not at all. It's definitely bad results. You will, you will. You'll instantly be looking for a place to go, not hanging out with everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to bring this one up. This is my final here because I didn't get it this year. And I'm like bouncing around just thinking about it because it gets me excited is the Irish car bomb. <laughs> that yes. is classic. Especially St. Paddy's Day in Cleveland. I had many of those. I remember we went there. And it was probably, what, 2000. Six, two thousand. I forget what year we went to yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, it was like remember. it was like two thousand eight. But I remember we walked into a bar. It was like seven o'clock in the morning, and those were the first drinks that we had. And you ordered for yeah. you, you, your brother, your brother's friends, and that was immediately a hundred some bucks off top because you bought everybody two of them. And all right, well, this time that was starting the day. So, uh, like, yeah, I was like getting that casino money out, like hundred dollar bills. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Car bombs can I get with this hundred? Yeah, those are the good old days. <laughs> yeah, but I will say this: I'm in an Irish bar. I got to get the Irish car bomb. I got to get a Guinness, and if I'm eating, I got to get the shepherd's pie. So even though I'm Italian, I love me some Irish bar action. So <laughs> Irish bomb is what I'm gonna finish with. I mean, I'll do the car bomb instead of a, instead for me instead of a Guinness. I'll get a Smittix. And okay, know, I'm staying. I'm staying away from the shepherd's pie. I'll probably go for fish and chips. I'm cool with that. So that's a good one. That, that goes back. And to, then I got a real. Uh, go ahead. I said it goes back to me and Lee. I was going to um, little Irish bar that he used to. That was by his place in Main Street in Northern Kentucky back in the day. So that was always he got me hooked on Smith. So I'm not really a, a, a dark beer fan. I'll drink Guinness, but you know I'd rather have something a little bit lighter. And so you got me hooked on Smittix. It's a pretty solid choice. Yeah, and the black and tan's good if you want to mix it up. Yep. But I got uh I got the uh real quick, those were all mixed shots, you know, favorites. You know, I'm more into the straight shots, so I'm gonna just say real quick, I like some crown apple. I still like some golden schlager, and that's not for the faint of heart. Hey, I like some patron. <laughs> <laughs> And two more, I like Crown Vanilla. That's the new one I'm really feeling right now. That's why I'm upset that we're locked up because that's kind of my new thing. And then, obviously, regular Crown. Love just some straight Crown. 
Yeah, and and Dave, I'll I'll, I'll jump on that. I'm a, I'm a fan of Crown. Um, you know, for my wedding, all my all my groomsmen got bottles of Crown, uh, and then I had the the one bottle that had just come out. Uh, it was I think it was salted caramel, so it comes in a like a burnt orange bag, like it's from the University of Texas or whatever, and it was salted caramel. You could, you could, you could drink it straight from the bottle, and it was smooth. I I recommend it. Uh, but yeah, I'm a board any kind of Crown. Uh, I'm on board. That's my thing. So, you've already said a couple of the shots I want to mention. So, like Silicon Line, that's on my list. Any kind of bomb, that's on my list. Uh, I added easy, easy shots because I'm not really trying to do a bunch of straight shots. I don't really take shots now. You know, I might take one or two, but I'm not really trying to kick it like that. Um, you know, <laughs> white Russians, Washington apples. I guess white Russian isn't really a shot, it's more of a drink. But uh, Washington apple, black and blues. Those nice, easy shots, hang out, have a good time. But I will I will jump in on a fireball shot or two every once in a while. I'm cool with that. Like I said, once again, it goes back to that. As long as it's chilled. If it's chilled, I'm good. Not everybody likes doing that, but I'm on board. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but I'll do a fireball or a jack fire or something like that. And uh, take it from my experience, you can do the white Russian like a shot but I don't recommend it if you want to know where you're at by the end of the night. That's true. That's I, all I'll leave it at. I agree with you with that. And then I, I had some other other uh, drinks on the list. It's more just drinks. Uh, Long Island iced tea, that's always a staple for me. And then uh, margaritas, and specifically bad ones, in a place called Elson's here in Dayton. You're only allowed to have three. They're strong to the point. Might as well be shots. And um, I'm on board with those. So, once again, those are drinks that are better to start with and not end with. So start your night with those and don't have those on the lake because, like I said, it probably won't end well. So, And I will, for everybody out there, one other thing you must learn. The SoCo line must be chilled, and the three wise men is the worst shot out there. Three, do not do the three wise men. Three wise men's punishment. That's when you want to punish somebody with that and wild turkey. Yeah, wild turkey 101, three wise men, four horsemen. I'm cool. I don't need to do all that. That was back in college. Rumble mints. Yeah, rumble mints. You ain't ready for rumble mints. You can't even breathe. Yeah, I, I don't like licorice anyway, especially black licorice. Like, I'm surprised I drink Jaeger. Um, but, yeah, I'm aboard rumble mints. No, sir. Not my thing. If I wasn't doing it, it's got to be chilled. Jameson, I'm not yes. a Irish whiskey guy. Chill it. <clears throat> Lee, would hate, Lee would hate me for saying that because, you know, he's all about drinking his Jameson, but I'm good. Yeah, Lee will drink anything warm. I'm not into that. You know, like, I got to have my – even my scotch, I got to have on the rocks. I don't mind watering it down a little bit, keeping it cold. Right, right. So, that's it. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just reminisce. I don't know, Dane, we, I'm trying to see if Dane, Lee, and maybe DJ want to get together, get on a, a virtual trivia team. We're going to do that. Obviously, we're going to have some kind of drinks for that, uh, for virtual trivia. So, if you get everybody on – with FaceTime or Google Hangouts or whatever the virtual trivia app is, uh, so we can get on there, have beverages together, and try to win some trivia, win us some money. Like I said, Lee is our resident genius. Dane's our resident historian, so is Lee. I'm just kind of there. I like sports. I know a little bit of a little bit, but not too much. And DJ is going to be DJ. So I think it's a team that could be dangerous. So I look forward to doing that, especially if we have some beverages um, since we're all across the country from each other. <laughs> Yeah, but I think I'm more interested in that beer pong tournament because I think the four of us would have some uh, 
some impact in a in a beer pong tournament. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later in the rapid fire. It hasn't even been brought up yet. Virtually beer pong. <laughs> yep, yep. The, 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 th- the things people are coming up with to pass the time while they're stuck in their houses quarantined. So, uh, but what we do want to talk about is, like I said, for me, Dave, Lee, and DJ, we're talking about when's the next time we're gonna get together because, like I said, we haven't all been in the same place since I'm trying to think the last time it was. It's probably since when DJ and I lived together in Oakley. In, in Cincinnati. So it's probably been around 2009, 2010. It's probably the last time we've all been in the same place, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm trying to think if there's a date after them, after that, but I don't think so. Because, you know, if me and Lee were living in the same town, Dane was in Detroit or Dane was in Boston, and then DJ was in Cleveland, and then Lee moved out to Denver. And yeah, we just, we just haven't been in the same place at all and even really to hang out. And even for the bachelor party, we couldn't make it for the bachelor party, so it was just me, Lee, and DJ. And then for my wedding, it was me, Lee, and Dane, but DJ got injured, had a head injury, so he, didn't, he wasn't able to make the wedding. So it's just crazy that we all haven't been together in, in that long. So we're, we're due to get together. So I was trying to put together some cities that would be cool to go hang out in that we really hope haven't hung out all together in before. So I know my number one I would really like to go to would be uh, Austin, Texas. Heard it's a good time. Maybe get down there, watch a football game, do some tailgating, and then go out and, you know, experience the city and see how it is. I think we'll have fun. I think we'll have a good time. Um, and we have, I have some friends down there. I have family down there, too. So, you know, they can show us around and show us the places to go and people to see. And, you know, and you know my boy Keston's down there, you know, dude from Trinidad. He's down there. He's a horse cop down in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I still can't picture that. That's great. <laughs> he he did he did cut the dreads though. He he, he cut the braids, so he, he's 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 got the the clean cut look going for him. But it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, let's see. The Austin obviously you have Nashville. You know, the problem with Nashville it is 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 always the the bachelor party, bachelorette party, capital of of the of the United States right now. So it's always packed. It's always a good time. It's always fun, but you just have to deal with a lot of that. Um, it is more touristy. You know, if you know what touristy, natural might not be the place to go. But I always have fun when I go there. Um, a place I do want to go, I've heard good things about it, is Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I see, obviously you have a bunch of NASCAR stuff down there. You know, I'm all about NASCAR. I'm cool with it. Um, I heard their downtown's pretty good time. I heard it's pretty fun. I heard it's pretty nice city. So, uh, I'll check that out. I think Dave's brother lives down there too, right? Oh yeah, I've been in Charlotte quite a bit. Uh, it's definitely a hot, it's a good time. Yeah, I recommend it. That would be a good spot for us. Uh, not too hot, and it's bad time no summer, but you know, <laughs> right? It's right. definitely a good spot. There's a lot of nightlife, a lot of good food, stuff to do. I like Charlotte. Right now, one place I was thinking that I, I just because I've never been to it is Denver. That's where Lee lives, but uh, I heard good things about Denver overall. And, um, you know, maybe there's some place we could go. We could show us around because Lee is also the resident uh, resident bartender, resident cook. So you can show us uh, good restaurants to go to, good places to have drinks, and a good place to hang out, have a good time. So, um, And then lastly, I can never go wrong with going to Orange County, California. I like Orange County better than Los Angeles. So I would say Orange County and specifically Huntington Beach. You know, Dave and I were talking about our experiences at Huntington Beach last week. You know, I think it'd be great if we all could go there uh, for a trip. It'd be fun. It'd be a good time. 
Um, obviously, it's a little more expensive than good Cali, but it's Cali, and um, you know, never a dull moment. So I think we'd have a good time there. So, Dave, what what cities were you were you thinking about? Well, there's a lot I've been thinking about. You know, there's ones we've been to, like can't go wrong with putting Bay, Ohio on the island. Can't go wrong with Dewey Beach, Delaware uh, for the good time party. And then, you know, places like Vegas. We love Vegas. So I kind of took this from a different angle. I kind of wanted to look at places I had never been to before. You know, we've been to quite a bit of places and it's hard to find them places. So I was thinking I'm going to go and start with the number five here. Mobile, Alabama. I'm trying to think of places we haven't terrorized yet that haven't experienced us uh, getting to town, having a good time. Right. So, Mobile, Alabama, down on the water. Price is right. Looks like a happening town. Uh, looks like some serious food when I look online and check it out. Right. So, never been to Alabama other than driving through it. So, I, I threw that on there. Number okay. four, South Padre Island, Texas, outside of Brownsville. Very bottom of Texas. Good place to get away from if it's cold out. Uh, supposed to be good between September and February. So, looks like great food, great party, great weather. I'm all about that. Right. Uh, right. I got New Orleans at number three. Surprisingly, I've never had to go to New Orleans for anything, surprisingly. You <laughs> hear all the rumors. All I got to say is Bourbon Street. I would. I think New Orleans would be a good spot. What do you think? I think it'd be fun. I think it'd definitely be a good time. So, and I don't think we necessarily need to go there during Mardi Gras, but you just go down there in general. I think it'd be fun for sure. I think it'd be yeah. fun to go down there for like. Cause you had to go down there for like a Super Bowl week, or like a national, yeah. or like a, a college bowl game. I think it'd be fun. What I've learned is I don't like to necessarily go when stuff's going on. Right. Remember when we were in Detroit for the final four, you couldn't even get in anywhere or even walk on the streets. Right. Or, so or sometimes it's better to go when the events are going on. Like we were in Nashville during what, the, the Family Cup. Yeah. That's just crazy. I mean, it was a good time. That was actually easier to move around that during than the final four was in Detroit because final four in Detroit was just crazy. Right. So, yeah, sometimes it's not always good to go when everything's going on. I heard Bourbon Street's happening all the time, so we could probably go there anytime. It's always going to be warm. You know, so right. right. So I'm going to throw a spot on here because I got to show some love for other parts of the country. And this would be a spot to go in like August when it's hotter than hell everywhere else. I got Milwaukee, Wisconsin on there, the beer capital. Beautiful city. Lots of good food. Looks like good nightlife. Uh, I think that'd be a random wild card. Good place to go in the summer. So we're not frying, you know. Right, right. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm all for it. I've always kind of wanted to check out Milwaukee, see what it's about. Like, I've been in Wisconsin once. I went to Madison. So, I mean, that's really just a college town up there. So, I, w- I would definitely be on board with checking out Milwaukee and seeing what it's about. Yep. And then I have Miami, Florida. I have been everywhere in Florida. Everywhere. I don't know how I've never been to South Beach, but I had to throw South <laughs> Beach on there. Uh I think it goes without saying that's just right up my alley. So I think everybody think we can have a good time there. So I'm going to finish with South Beach, Miami, mm-hmm. Florida. And we, 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 Lee and I have friends from college that are from there, so they could they could give us a heads up on where to go and and places to see and everything down there. So it'll be good. And obviously, you know, all these places we go to, you always want to go to the local spots, find the the good local food places. I'm not trying to go to chain restaurants when I'm in these places. 
You know, I want to I want to see what the city is all about, and not just the touristy stuff. So. Yeah, we like to do it like Anthony Bourdain when we go to all these places. Just check everything out. No chain stuff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So, no, nah, man, that, that's good. I mean, that's something we, we've been talking about, obviously, before it's going to happen. And probably things will be in the fall. You know, with you starting a new job and everything, it's probably good for it to kind of get pushed back anyway. And it's going to be tough for me in school. But, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to figure out something in the upcoming months, hopefully. And when we do, we'll let everybody out there know. If you have any, any suggestions, reach out. Let us know where we should go. If it's a town you live in or a town you've been to, say, hey, you guys need to go here, maybe something we'll think about. You know, we're, we're not opposed to taking a random road trip to a place that we've never been. So, you know, we're definitely on board. And if there's somewhere there in that that we got to check out that we wouldn't find, you know, from just scouring online or something like that, hit us up. Let us know where the good spots are. For sure. For sure. That's what we want to know. We want to experience the town right that we're going to. So we don't want to go to the touristy spots or the popular spots. We want to go to the places that are good, that are fun, that are worth the time of going since we're going to that particular city is what we've never been to. So sometimes we need some guidance. We're all on board to hear from y'all about it. So just let us know. Hit us up. Um, and next, athletes, man. Growing up seeing athletes who are your top five most exciting players that you like to watch in pro sports from when you're growing up to present? So I know one like back in the seventies or anything like that, like when you're growing up to present, who was the most, who were the most exciting pro athletes for you to watch? Yeah. You know what? This was tough and we want to emphasize this is who we like to watch. This is who we look forward to. We're not arguing who's the best at this or best at that. This is just people we like to watch pure entertainment value. people. We like to watch play, maybe even modeled our game after when we were younger. So I think everybody has them players out there. And then, you know, I did it through all of uh, my watching. So I'm going to go with my first one here is Bernie Kozar. All right, when I was a kid in the 80s, my dad and everybody would watch Sunday football, man. Everybody thought Bernie could do anything. You couldn't wait to watch. He was so close to going to the Super Bowl a couple times. It was the last good era of Browns football, a couple AFC title games. You know, he had the Bernie Bernie song on the radio all the time. So I, I, I started with, yeah, I started with Bernie Kozar, all right, my first one. Um, next one, Charles Barkley, man. Uh, so many people like Barkley, dude. You know, everybody's Jordan guys and all that stuff. But, man, I, you know, as someone who played power forward back in the day, I loved Charles Barkley. Yep. Just the freakish athlete, right? Dunking all over people. I was hoping the Suns won that title back in, 90, I believe it was 92-93. Yep. I, I would have been, uh, been happy. Bulls. Yeah, I would been happy if he would have won one because he deserved one. I he, He's definitely Hall of Famer, obviously. But, yeah, he definitely deserved one championship. Yep, and then it was great because we're having this conversation. I told you the other day, I literally found on tpublic.com a Charles Barkley versus Godzilla T-shirt. One of the all-time greatest commercials of all time. Barkley versus Godzilla wearing the wearing the goggles. You know what I mean? Oh, Dunking yeah. on him. One of, the best, one of the best commercials of all time, Nike commercial. So I got Barkley. So then I got... Next, Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. He was probably the most famous athlete in America for about three years when he was with the Bulls. <laughs> uh, he just never knew what he was going to do. 
you know, I read both his books in high school. I can't believe my parents let me read that, but it was great. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, for sure. Great shoot. You know, the crazy hair, the hustle guy, just a winner, dude. Lots of titles. You know, like, I just loved his effort on the court, man. Just crazy. Fun to watch. You never know who he was going to get in a fight with, kick, whatever. Right. People like that are really fun to watch because you didn't know what they were going to do. Yep. You know? It's true. So, one of the best defensive players of all time, rebounding king, 99 jersey. I had a Bulls 99 jersey, and I had a Barkley and Suns jersey. So, you know, while I was you know, while I was young. So, two of my favorites. Then I'm going to go – we're going to get a lot more modern here. Hussein Bolt, 11-time world champion, fastest 100 in 9.58 seconds. And a 9.63 in the Olympics, which is the record. Both are records. And he also has the 200 record, 19.19. Like, and the one that he got in the Olympics, he raised up and was smiling at the camera at the finish line. It wasn't like he ran through the finish line either. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he should have ran like a 9.55. Absolutely crazy how fast he was. Especially being how tall so, he is. He's like 6'4". Or six five or something. Oh, he's, crazy. he's like six five six six, and he—I'll tell you what, man. And he was fun. He did that to the world pose, man. Dude was fast for me. That was must watch television when he was the when he was doing his thing. Yeah, like you know the Jamaican sprint champ. I mean, it's just sick how fast he was. So uh, that was must watch for me. And then today, you know, I'm watching ball. You know, I you know me, I'm the resident NBA guy. I love the NBA. I love watching James Harden. He's just fun to watch. He's ornery. He does all these crazy shots. You never know what's going to happen. I know he takes a lot of heat, and he hasn't won a title yet, but it's just pure entertainment. The Rockets are on TV. I'm watching because it's fun to watch. I like watching guys shoot 80 times a game. I'm jealous. He, 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 he reinvented where the travel was in the NBA. His little his setback is crazy, and it really should be a travel. I know that they're saying it's on the, it's it's on the it's right after he dribbles when he takes the step, so you take that additional step or something like that. I forget what it even was to justify. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you can never get away with it when I played in high school. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> so, but him and Steph Curry have really changed the way the game's played, uh, and just like now he has the side step shot, and like. They might as well just take away dribbling and just let them run around like football players or something. But, you know, Harden's fun to watch, man. I, I just – big fan. Like to watch him play ball. And that's kind of the guys I like to watch. So, what about you? For me, number one back in the day was Bo Jackson. You know, that was a dude that you know, his career was cut short in football. Yeah, he, he, he was a good – he was a great athlete. He could have done whatever he wanted. He also played baseball. You know, and you saw how strong his arm was. You saw how far he hit home runs. But if you saw him, like, that dude was built, and he could have played today the way his body was. Like, he was he was one of those guys that was an athletic freak. He probably didn't work out a day in his life. He could go out there at, like, 225, 230. Six, well, he's probably, like, 6'1", 230, running, like, a 4'2", or something, like, obscene. And... He was a power back. He was a speed back. He could do it all. And to me, he was just super excited because you never knew what he was going to take to the house. You know, it could be anywhere on the field. He could lead everybody. 
and Jamil's. That was just must-see TV for me growing up. I just wish that we got to see more of them than what we did. So, well, it was I, your team that ended his career. It was. It was crazy. I mean, growing up, like, I was, you know, I was I watched the Bengals, but I was always a Raiders fan. I was like, my favorite floor player of all time is Tim Brown. You know, so I was always watching, you know, the Raiders, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Jay Schrader, all those dudes back in the day. And yeah, it was just the Bengals that he ended up getting hurt in any of his career. And you knew it was an awkward tackle and you knew that it was not good. I remember being young and thinking that like that was not a good way to get tackled at all. And I didn't think it would end his career the way it worked out. But anybody else, he probably wouldn't be able to come back, but because he, he he was just so strong. And he ripped his he ripped basically ripped his own hip out of out of place and popped it back in. So that's how strong. Yeah, he, he ran out he ran out of his own pelvis. But you know, with today's medical advances, he might have been able to come back and play. I mean, they can fix anything now. Look at what they're doing for Tua. He had a similar incident. Right, right. That's true. Lucky for Tua, though, he's quarterback, so he he wasn't he doesn't rely on his legs. So I mean, it's a little bit different for him, but. Maybe, but they're saying he's 100% and he likes to run. I'm telling you, with today's medical science, Bo Jackson would have been back. Yeah, no, I believe that. I believe that. Um, someone else on the list left the game too early just because I think he was just over it. He wanted to win and they were in a situation to do so. Barry Sanders. Now, he would so not take a three- or four-yard loss, but those three- or four-yard losses were some of the most exciting three- or four-yard losses you would ever see. Kids. Do not try to run the ball like Barry Sanders. Uh, he is one of a kind. Even like I've never seen anybody even after him that was like him at all. You know, he is to me how a running back should be built. <laughs> it, you know, he's five, yeah. he's like what five eight. You know, five five seven five eight, probably like two hundred and fifteen pounds. He was a ball. He was a ball of muscle, and he was shifty. He had crazy vision. And he would he would make something out of nothing all the time. But kids, watch video of Barry Sanders. There's no one like him to this day. I guarantee it. One of the most fighting ball players ever. If he would have played as long as Emmett Smith, he would be the all-time NFL rushing leader. Guarantee it. So um, next is a sport that isn't always exciting to watch, but for me, I grew up playing it. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. He was my favorite baseball player growing up. He still has the sweetest swing I've ever seen. So everybody talks about like bat flips and watching their home runs. Well, I wanted to hit home runs like King Griffey Jr. Because everything about it was great. The way he stood there and held the bat in the batter's box, the way he swung, the way he dropped the bat and walked out of the batter's box, it was all about it. Plus, he was good on defense. And he played outfield like I did, so I was like, I want to try to be like him. I wanted to hit left-handed just because he hit left-handed so I could try to swing like him. It was crazy. So... To me, he was excited to watch because he never knew when he was going to make a difference. Obviously, he tried to come back to his hometown in Cincinnati and play, and injury just got, injury just got him. And he still hit over 600 home runs, and he had an injury played career. So there's always what ifs with that. But and he was someone that was not on, on steroids at all. He was just naturally. Well, no, he couldn't even take the time to stretch a hamstring. I think they said he sure as heck wasn't going to take the time to do steroids. <laughs> yeah, he's probably one of those guys who walked to the park and just did it too. That's just he is that. He killed Cincinnati, killed the Reds. That contract, 
brutalized the Reds yeah. for years. He set the Reds back forever. They still haven't got out of it. Yeah. So, but I was glad he came home. Glad he was able to see him in person. So, <laughs> as far as baseball goes, you're right. It didn't get much more exciting than him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, and I'll put a, a honorable mention on my list. I didn't mind watching Barry Bonds. You know, Barry Bonds did have the performance against drugs or whatever, but his approach at the plate and just how he like controlled the plate and dominated and controlled the strike zone and his eye, like what he was doing at the plate combined with what he was doing, like as far as the performance against drugs made him one of the probably most dangerous baseball players ever. Like, it's, it's, oh, he's definitely an honorable mention for me. I've never seen anyone mistreat a baseball like that. Yeah, and he and he's you know he hit for power. He choked up on the bat. He didn't strike out. He would walk, and he wait for. He's the guy that waited for his pitch. But you know he had the armor up at the plate, like he was over there crowding the plate. Like he would, because he had the he he choked up on the bat. He crowded the plate. His elbows hanging over the inner half of the plate. And any, any fastball inside, he could turn on it because he had a short, compact swing. He had enough power to put it into the bay, you know? So, well, yeah, he was dressed like he was going to do some medieval jousting, not yeah. batting at the baseball plate. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. But so, you know what? You bring up a good point because speaking of waiting, and I don't know if we'll ever see this again, that a guy hits the ball so far that at your home park, park people are literally in boats waiting for baseballs to fly out of the stadium that you hit and it's out one, of the and it's one of the largest deadest ballparks in the league it's not like it's, it's not like great american ballpark where balls fly out of the stadium like no one hits the ball out at that ballpark he's hitting it out of the stadium on the regular like i forget how many hit the cubby cove but nobody does that now it's rare no people are on kayaks waiting for baseballs from him like We'll never see that again. <laughs> right, right. So, um, another player on my list, NBA, Allen Iverson. He was just exciting. He was out there. He was going 100% the whole time, offense, defense, crossing dudes up, scoring. They listed him at six foot or six one. Dude's really like 5'10", maybe, but he could score on everybody. He's one of those dudes that he probably could have played in the NFL because he probably ran a 4'2". You know, he's super quick, super athletic, and he can create his own shot from anywhere against anybody. It didn't matter. So he was always super yeah, he was all state, he was an all state running back, I believe, in Virginia at high school in high school. Quarterback. He's quarterback. Okay. Yeah. So and it last on my list, Randy Moss. That dude's an athletic freak. I haven't seen anybody be be athletically as good as him. In forever, I'm trying to think who would even compare. Um, and plus, he he had a high football IQ, but he got that he just make plays. You know, it's, he was just a freakish athlete, and I thought he was awesome to watch. Um, it's hard to tell people to, to tell kids to play play ball like him because he's one of those guys that won the genetic lottery. He was just special, and you know, I, I could I could watch him play ball all day. So. Yeah, I would even argue in today's NFL, there isn't a receiver out there that was uh, had his ability. Right. Like, T.O. Was, was physically gifted, but I couldn't stand him as a football player. I couldn't stand him as a receiver. because I felt like his hands, he catched the ball like he was a dolphin. He had, like, he had two flippers for hands. 
They're so suspect. Oh, yeah. Could still. Yeah, but he looked like Mr. Olympia at wide oh, receiver. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it was big. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. Athletically, he was crazy. But Moss would catch the ball. He never really had to go over the middle, but he'd do it. He'd just, you know, run that, that fade route down the sideline and go, go be athletic. And he'd come down with it. So, those are my oh, yeah. guys, man. That, that's my list right there. So, I like it. Good list, man. But, it, you know, it's fun, you know, when you're young, you watch your favorite players, even, you know, model your game after them. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just good to watch. I think it's inspiring. Sports yeah. are inspiring. It's good. Oh, and, and one guy I did, I left off the list as well. He, it was Marshall Falk when he was at San Diego State. Because my first year playing football, I was in fifth grade. For whatever reason, I was number 28. We had the black jerseys, black pants, red helmets, black face masks, just like San Diego State. Marshall Falk was number 28. I always remember him running touchdowns. And so I always wanted to be like him. So like, we got to try to score touchdowns like Marshall Falk. And so he was always one of the guys that I always looked up to as well, just because we had similar uniforms, same number, and I wanted to try to score touchdowns like him. I remember that growing up as far as, like, the first year I played football, organized football. So that's my honorable, honorable yeah. mention listing. Marshall Falk's a good honorable mention. I'll never forget when I was uh, at the Browns game. It was the year after the Rams won the Super Bowl, and it was Monday night. It was December 8th, and we're sitting in the upper level of Cleveland Browns Stadium, and the first seat's right there at, like, the 50-yard line area. I've never been more cold in my life. We from 9 a.m. till that game started at 9 p.m., and it wasn't enough to make up for how cold it was. And we watched Marshall Falk just gash him. Gash him on national television. Spent all that time freezing for that. I mean, Marshall Falk was special, man. He was. 100%. 100%. And sorry, my earphones did some weird stuff. So I don't know if I'm here or not, if you can hear me or not. I'm trying to be back. My dad decided to try to call me for the second week in a row. Yeah, we hear you. Podcast. We hear, you're a little so, quiet. Can you hear me? What am I back there? Yeah, we can hear you. You can hear me, but I can't quite hear you, and I don't know how to get you back. That's right. We're going to figure it out on the fly. So I can kind of hear you. Hopefully um, everybody can hear me, and we'll keep it moving. So, Yep, you're starting to come back. You're coming back. No, it's all right. I'm here. I took the headphones out. We're on speakerphone. We're just let it ride. So um, going to rapid fire, you know, we some different categories that came up. LeVar Ball, there's our guy here talking about Big baller brand is worth one billion dollars. LeVar Ball. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Big baller brand, dude. He I mean, his son doesn't even want nothing to do with it. Right. Right. The thing is and his other his son that plays overseas, is he part of Big Baller? Or is he with Nike or something? Uh I think he's he's still a part of Big Well, I don't know. he might have stepped away from it. He didn't like completely write it off like Lonzo did, but I think he decided to kind of step out of the big baller spotlight right now to focus on his game. Lonzo trashed big baller brand, threw the shoes in the trap in a dumpster shoot on an Instagram post, covered up his big baller brand tattoo, says he doesn't want nothing to do with it, says his shoes fell apart, and dad still says it's worth a billion dollars and trying to get it right. Going. I don't know what else to say about this man. I mean, he said that he had to change shoes every quarter because they would come apart. You know, now the thing is, like, I think they, I think it was a great idea. 
you know, he had the right setup for it with the three sons, which two of the three are NBA guys. The other one, he could probably play overseas. He just isn't as, as athletic or big enough to be a power forward. But the other two are definitely NBA-type players. And, you know, it, it was a smart idea. You know, have your brand for the family, have it for the future. They probably could have just held off on getting into shoes because shoes are probably so hard to get into. But they could have done everything else and then gotten into the shoes once they got into, once they learned the shoe game and be killing it. They probably still could, you know, because everybody pays attention to them. Everybody pays attention to their Facebook channel or their show on Facebook, on Facebook Watch and Instagram and everything like that. So, you know, they're doing all that right. But, yeah, being a billion dollars, that's tough, man. That's tough. You know what, though? You brought up a good point that I never thought about. They should have just done clothing to start. Yeah. You know, they could have killed it with yeah. clothing. They were trying to, you know, when you first come into the league, that's when you're hyped the most, unless you become one of the biggest stars, right? That's when your name's out there the most. Right. You know, like no one talks about Lonzo Ball any longer, really. I mean, he plays for New Orleans. He's not in the Lakers any longer. The thing is, I mean, he really couldn't. Year, he was actually good. Like he was averaging like 13, 8 and 8 as a rookie. Yeah, and he was having a lot of ankle injuries, and a lot of that they tied to the uh, shoe he was wearing. And, you know, ever since he's been with Nike, I haven't heard of any ankle injuries, so maybe that was the problem. And he's still – he's a good player, but he's not the type who's going to sell a signature shoe. Now, his brother here looks pretty good in the highlights I see. A lot of talent there. He's projected – looks like as a top three pick. Right, right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, no. Billion dollars, that's a huge stretch. Like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many million it is. Like, can we? Can we? Oh, it ain't worth a million dollars. It's not worth a million dollars. Maybe he misspoke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, he, I mean, they probably have so many orders they didn't fulfill. They have an F rating with the Better Business Bureau. And, uh, you know me, I'm, I'm quite the shoe connoisseur, like I said earlier, and I'm not going to pay 495 for a pair no. of, uh, I forget what they're called, but Lonzo Ball shoes. Right. Uh, that's crazy. I know when they interviewed LeVar, they're like, why didn't you just make it $500? He goes, because 495 sounds good. <laughs> 495 I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's, it's a nice round number anyway. Nah, he says that it's four ninety five sounds better. I wanted it to be four ninety five. So, but billion dollars, it's crazy. I I think he says stupid stuff like that to stay in the media because I mean we wouldn't be talking about it if he didn't say something absolutely ridiculous like I'll that. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He's kept he's kept them in the media for sure. Like it's gotten to the point. Remember when Billis back, uh, you know, back when all this was going on, Billis said he was no longer going to talk talk about him because he refused to give the man free publicity right. it's almost like the trump effect with the, you know say dumb stuff and and the media talks oh, yeah. about you and gives you the free 100%. 100%. <laughs> so you know, that's one of those things where you know any any publicity is good publicity so you know whatever works he puts he, he's out there you know speaking to the media and everything and they're still talking about him so i can't hate on him for that you know but bands get the internal stuff in order. They have, they still have like a Lonzo still suing the 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 what the part owner or part creator of the company because he, I guess he was. Oh, 
mention that he's suing him for two million dollars because he said he stole two million dollars right so through like through the company or whatever so i mean there's just a lot going on there and billion dollars is absolutely crazy for sure if they were worth that you know what i think i'm gonna check shirt i'm gonna let everybody know maybe i'll go on there and try to order a shirt here and see what happens yeah let us know if you, if you do that yeah let us know for sure i want to see how i want to see how that ends up yeah i do too they're supposed to be relaunched and everything so maybe i'll give that a shot <laughs> all right now that's cool that's cool uh well what next bruce arians rips uh, T- antonio brown as a bad fit for the bucks what do you about that should the bucks consider getting antonio brown like, what if Tom Brady says, I really want Antonio Brown on my team? No, nah, you can't do Antonio Brown. I, I, The media circus that will follow him. See, like, what these players don't understand is the media is great to keep your name in the news if you're still trying to sell your videos and your T-shirts and your shoes and all that stuff. But teams don't like that. And it makes it hard to get a job when you're going to, you know, bring all that baggage with you. Uh, pl- teammates don't want to answer questions about you every week. You know, the first thing you're going to ask everybody every week, like Tom Brady and Arians, how did Antonio Brown do? How's he fitting in with the team? You know, because the media, even if they do understand sports, ask dumb questions anybody anyway to get people riled up and get dumb responses, oh, right? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. I agree 100%. I don't think it's worth the headache. Yeah, he's talented, but he also know how many games he's going to be suspended or anything like that. There's just a whole lot of factors that go into it that I just don't think he's worth it overall. Um, yeah, and you could alienate fans picking up a guy like that. You know, you never know what groups will come out and say they're going to protest your team because you signed him. I mean, it, to me, it just really isn't worth it. It, it. And they're not hurting at receiver that bad anyway. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly, so. You know, we'll see. Yeah, you know, I wonder Antonio Brown. He's trying to say the right things. He's trying to, you know, apologize and say how wrong he was and all that stuff. But I think at this point, he's not getting paid. I don't know what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So he's got to get. He's got to figure out that next contract. So in order to do that, he needs to get back in the league somehow. So that's why I think he's trying to play the nice guy role and apologize or whatever and try to get back in good graces so he can come back out on the field and earn one more contract before he has to retire. But um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think he won't be on a team to start, but I think as injuries pile up and the NFL gives some clarifications to teams, you'll see him. I mean, I could see him with maybe Seattle or some of these other teams, possibly New Orleans. Okay. I think teams with strong locker rooms that need a receiver on a – say you're a contender at the halfway point or you're going to go for it. You know, maybe the Colts and Phillip Rivers is the type of guy that can – or this, you know, it ain't going to happen in Pittsburgh. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think he'll be on a team. Not at the start of the season, but I think he'll be on a team. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Now, yeah, your category, Post Malone and Let's Celebs for virtual beer pong tournaments. You list Gronk, Johnny Football, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know. There's a couple of this one player, what, Trevor Bauer, and who else was on that list? Uh, Mike Clevenger, the Indians. Yeah is on the list and uh, uh marcus stroman's on the list so you got some baseball pitchers ain't got nothing going right. on uh yeah a lot of cleveland people on here you got travis kelsey you know from cleveland you know you got 
Johnny Manziel, who drank his way out of Cleveland. Right. You got Mike Clevenger and uh, Trevor Bauer, who drank his way out of Cleveland into Cincinnati. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, but it's a good cause. They're raising money. I guess everybody puts in money, and it's a 16-round tournament where they're going to play two games a night for like eight days, and whoever wins gets a trophy and the belts and all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, and then the money gets donated to charity. But I would say I honestly would probably watch it. I think it's going to be on Instagram. With no sports going on or anything, it actually sounds kind of interesting. Right. Uh, it is interesting. I mean, we, we, could probably hold a, we could probably hold a virtual beer pong trail if we wanted to. Bring it back. Just bring it back. Bring it back. So We had game. I'm not even going to be modest about there to everyone out there. <laughs> I had <laughs> Drain that stuff out there. I will even come out of retirement and bring it back. But yeah, not even going to be modest about this one. Beer pong domination right here. <laughs> I'll be funny. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some people want to come out of retirement and challenge you for the title. That's right. Yep. Bring it on. You got. You can bring your game back, Lee. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's something. And you know what the best part about beer pong is? We can't play football no more, but it's kind of like golf, man. We can still get out there and do That's it. That's true. That's true. Speaking of golf, if if it stays dry enough and isn't too windy tomorrow, I'm going to try to get out there and hit a couple. <laughs> yeah, they're letting people golf. I, don't, I, I heard that the golf places might be getting shut down here this week. Oh, but, really? uh, my brother down there in South Carolina told me they were still letting the Letting them play golf down there. Yeah, so. golf course by me. It was the other day. It was packed, packed, super nice. Yeah, I get it. Well, let's face it; it's an essential function. It kind of is. Kind of is. So, yeah, I have my. I should have done more of it this winter, but uh, I did buy a rollout mat and a putting green for my place. Oh yeah, where I can put in the living room and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a Max Fly putting green. It's got three different holes. You can even change the leveling on it. Everything, yeah. put put the ball. Put. Nah, I know that at at work at the base, some of the directors they've been trying to get me to come out and play in their Thursday their Thursday afternoon league. They they uh, tee on the tee times at like two thirty. So every Thursday two thirty, go out there and play. Just you play nine holes. So I don't know. I might do it up there at the the golf course at the base. Actually, no, I probably can't. I probably can't do it because of school. I have to look. At, I have to look at the schedule. See what's good. So, yeah, and I will say, golf is a little different. I'm not saying I'm gonna beat anybody, but uh, <laughs> I like to play. Hey, if I'm playing, if I'm playing on a, on a consistent basis, I feel like I can get decent at it. If I can get a decent shot off the tee, then you know I, I might be able to figure something out. But you know, I can never. Beer pong. You say what? It's a game of consistency. Why do you think we got so good at beer pong? That's true. That's true. Hold it down to beer pong. Hold down. To beer pong. <laughs> if we played as much golf as we played beer pong back then, we probably would add some. That's games. probably true. It's probably true. There's something about goals. Consistently playing golf. Consistent, <laughs> start consistently playing golf and beer pong. So I need to get good at. It. I'll be all right. Yep. Yeah. We gotta get good at these old man games. I know, man. We are getting old. We are getting old. So, but man, 
Obviously, we kept the podcast under two hours, so I'm glad about that. My dad tried to call again, knocked out my headphones. So we got through that, though. Hopefully, everybody can still hear me. Uh, we'll see how the recording is. I'm going to publish it anyway, so the recording is going to be how it's going to be. We're not going to re-record it, so we're out here doing our thing. Dane, appreciate you coming out. Throw out your Twitter handle for everybody to, to get back to you if they want to. At D DeMeo, let me know where the party spots are because when they open this thing back up, I'm going to be out. Hey, at, at D DeMeo for me, at Franchise1122 on Instagram, at Terrell Dwayne 11 Facebook, just find me, Terrell Cummings. I'm trying to think if I missed anything else, man. I don't think I did. Oh, I will say that the first annual West Carolina co-ed alumni softball tournament that was supposed to be um, this coming weekend, or no, the next weekend, uh, has been postponed due to everybody being quarantined due to the coronavirus. So um, not canceled yet. We're going to try to push it back to later in the summer and see what happens. But that's where we are. So anybody from West Carolina that was signed up for that, I will keep you posted and let you know what's going on through social media. So um, looking at that, it's going to be a good time. Just trying to get a bunch of people together uh, and have a little softball tournament, Dane. Try to bring it back. So. That's right. Yep. Bring it back. And uh, I will see you at your local beer pong tournament. And with that. All right, my favorite segment, relax and take notes. Um, just wanted to say I had a good episode today. It was fun. Um, always good talking with Dane. Obviously, everybody has been, well, at least in Ohio, we've been quarantined and you know, kind of asked to, to stay home except for, you know, essential things. So, you know, trying to get by as far as everything, you know, if you're sick, like our households had a few, few colds and different, um, sinus instances and everything like that fevers, you know, so we're trying to keep it inside, keep it indoors. You know, we encourage you to do the same. If you do have symptoms, call your doctor and ask them what to do first. Don't just go to the hospital or go to the doctor's office. Cause then you could spread the, <coughs> you spread uh, whatever you have more quickly. So you know, call first, ask for a direction on what to do and when you should come into the ER if you need to or need to go get tested. So hopefully everybody's staying in, hopefully everybody's staying safe, not going too stir crazy and, you know, kind of adjust to the new norm that's going to be here, I think, for at least the next few weeks, probably the next few months. I'm just being realistic about it. So, but we're going to keep doing this podcast. We're going to keep things moving. I always have fun doing this. I'm glad that everybody comes out and listens. Um, have fun with Dane and all the other guests that come on the show. Uh, episode 25 is in the books. We look forward to next week. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that we'll be talking to everybody soon. So, until then, later.